Alright guys, happy Friday and welcome. So today is the part two of our interview with Joe. If you missed part one that was released on Tuesday, we talked about the plan of care. Today we're going to jump into advocacy for pay, whether you're a new grad or you've been practicing in the field. But let's just go ahead and jump right in. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right. So moving into advocating for yourself, interview tips, higher wages, something we all want, I'm sure. But it's not something that just comes out of nowhere. There are things that we have to work for, earn, make ourselves more appealing. So Joe, any tips, ideas, things that new grads or even people already practicing should do? Yeah, so I, I got a few. So I split this up in my head between like new grads versus somebody that's been uh, practicing for, you know, I actually got the split up into different years of service type deal. But I'll just start with the the new grads. So unfortunately, we've all been the new grad. It's just kind of it feels like you got to take whatever you got to take. You know, you're getting a, you just graduated. We're all in debt. Most of us are all in debt, right? Um, so whatever job that looks good, we're just going to take it. And what I can say right off the bat is if um, something doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel like it's clicking with you, and don't take the job. I will, I'll say that right off the bat. Don't sell yourself short. Um, maybe hold out a little bit longer i know we all have to pay the bills and you know that stuff but sometimes it's better to actually just say no to something that you think is not gonna be a fit for you um i'll just say that right off the bat other things that new grads could possibly and this will kind of blend into people that have been practicing for a little bit too is you know what kind of clinical exposure do you have you know um, for my program, we had to do three clinical rotations. So are you looking at getting a job in acute care, inpatient? Did you have more exposure to that? What type of things maybe you probably could have specialized in while going through that? Did you, you know, learn more cardiopalm type stuff? Did you learn more neuro? That could make you stand out a little bit more than any other new grad. And... Like, would you recommend trying to get a job at one of your rotations? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know most people get offered jobs at their rotations, and majority of my classmates did. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember because it's so long ago, I think I did get offered on my second clinical rotation when I was leaving that they said, you know, when you graduate past your, your boards and whatnot to come back and look us up. And I actually did go back and work for that company for a little bit um but i didn't end up staying there it just wasn't a good fit um the yeah, other things that... one... oh, i was gonna say i had one rotation that they typically only hired their students yeah so if you had a rotation there then your chances of getting hired there were much higher than someone who didn't have a rotation there so it's almost something that some places actually look for mm. yeah because they don't have to retrain you honestly yeah. Oh, I mean, so yeah. It comes that's down to it. It makes sense. In. It's, it, yeah, it they, isn't easy. They also don't have to take the 
the chance that you start there and you put in two, four weeks and you decide you don't want to stay there. You know, you if you've like done a clinical room. there, yeah, if you've done a clinical there, you're usually there for anywhere from six to 12 weeks and they know that, you know, if you like it or not. Yeah. Um, I would say another thing for a new grad, this could also be applied to somebody that's been practicing for, you know, 10 years myself. Um, do you have additional degrees? You know, do you have a, do you have a background in the sciences um, that could warrant to maybe get you a couple more dollars? I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but one to, you know, five more dollars. Hey, I got a, got a background in exercise science, kinesiology, or I was a nurse before this, or as a massage therapist. Like I knew a lot of people that went through my program that had all those things. Um, and you could bring that up and you could, you might have to advocate why that's important to what you're doing um, and how it's going to apply to that. But, I mean, if somebody's got a background, let's say, kinesiology, exercise, or even nursing, and, you know, you're working in anything that we do, you can be like, yeah, I got, the, I got even more experience with patients or people. I'm even better at assessing people. Um, so that could, that could possibly make you stand out. Um, other things are, did you take CEU credits during, you know, your program? Do you already have, I don't know, uh, let's say like a, for me, like MedBridge does like these certs and whatnot, um, where you have a orthopedics excellence of like the upper quarter or something like that, and you want to go work in a, maybe it's just maybe a hand clinic or upper extremity. You could be like, yeah, I already have background in this, and I don't need too much holding of my hand or being taught how to do stuff by the supervising PT. That could, you know, that could make you stand out. Um, I, I had a little, not a course, but I was talking to somebody about this topic too. And do you think it would be bold to ask, why is this position open? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking legit interviewing stuff, like not even trying to get more money, yeah, I always ask, like, what is the culture of your company? What what do you Why feel did the I'm last going to leave? You can, yeah, you can ask that. You can be um, bold if you want. Because <laughs> I, yeah, like, you can be what? bold. Because another one um, that he was recommended to me too was saying, like, what shifts or problems is there currently, like, happening? Is there weekends? Is there nights? Is there a shift that nobody really wants that you can? try to say okay well i'm willing to work those shifts for a one dollar raise or so and so um but like you were saying like where we've all been new grads looking up what the average new grad rate is in your area even though it seems like it's kind of blurred for the most part because they get in so many different type of settings Mm, yeah and just trying to aim for around that but i feel like it's just hard because i think we've looked up what our average rate is here in vegas and it can be anywhere from 22 23 up to like $30, $32. And it's like, why such a range? And it's like you have to consider inpatient pays more than outpatient yeah. or rehab or home health. And they bunch yeah. all these together. And it makes it hard to get an average for a new grad to be like, hey, I want to get paid $24, $25 an hour. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys use the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. That's, I would say, if you don't know about that website, definitely go on that because they'll even break it down. I'm sure you guys are 
They do the best of breaking, like. yeah. They do the best yeah, of breaking they, it down. They go into, they'll go into certain divisions of the sectors of your state where you are in your state and where you want to practice it'll go into like you said inpatient versus outpatient and it even breaks down even microscopically like are you an inpatient hospital are you inpatient you know skilled nursing all that stuff and it'll, it'll just go all the way down and like you said i think knowing the median so if it's you want to work in outpatient practice where the median in your state or your location is 25 bucks you should ask for 25 bucks you should even maybe even ask for a little bit more than that and have them maybe negotiate you down a little bit you can always ask for more right now it's hard it's hard to come back and ask for more later yeah now how would you do like i've been in i was in a position where hey i'm not getting as much as i'd like but benefits to me and the job itself outweighed it that's why i chose but I work for a larger company, and they have set regulations where if you, will, you know, have been practicing for this amount of years, this is how much you just get paid. Um, and that's just a company-wide set, and it's just kind of there. What would you be your suggestion on trying to negotiate there with money, or would you recommend negotiating in a different, instead of it being financial, seeing if there's other ways they can compensate for that's that's kind of a tough one because if they just have a hard stop Standard, on it, yeah. it it is like they're gonna they're probably gonna fight you tooth and nail on that um i haven't um the only other thing you can think about is years of service for tuition reimbursement which i actually did at my hospital where they nice. paid a huge chunk of my student loans off but i had to give them two to three years of service and you know, you could try something like that. Like you could try that as a new grad. You could try that as wherever you are in your career as a PTA. Um, sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it wasn't. Um, I would ask about those programs. Some big facilities actually do have programs. They'll be like, yeah, if you give us five years of service, we'll pay off this much of your student loans or they'll even pay for you to go back to school. Let's say if you don't want to do PTA anymore, you want to go dpt or pa or rn whatever you know some hospitals will financially help you with that so that's one way you could go other than that if they have a hard stop unfortunately it might look like uh um either leaving that position leaving that company <laughs> altogether looking for something better or you could ask hey are there leadership roles that i can take on so you might have to transition out of just being the clinician and treating people to maybe doing that on top of say assistant director of rehab or even a director of rehab yep. um you could do that and then with that you could negotiate hey this is the pay that i need for this yeah and i definitely agree and that's why like i said i took it even though i was like mm, pay's not great but a they do annual raises on top of your yep. um annual review so it's kind of like you don't have to always ask for a raise which is nice in some companies they do benefits of ce providing all ceus and courses and actual hands-on classes it's a company that also does promote their ptas to clinic site directors to they they're allowed to move up so um that's great yeah and then on top of it too what i would recommend and the reason i just came up just because i know this is just things that i've thought of or something like that but always ask for a signing bonus 
you never know. You can sometimes yeah. you can get a signing bonus, and sometimes that signing bonus will have um, amount of time tacked onto it. Of like, hey, you have to at least work six months or a full year, or you have to pay it back. Some might not. Some some you can get a signing bonus, and they'll just give you a signing bonus. But if you're not quite there, that's another way to kind of at least get a little bit, make you feel a little bit better. But look at I would yeah. say everything. For and for a new grad, I would say you know honestly, it's just getting the experience. To be honest, like you get your foot in a door, you can be picky if you want to. If you can hold out for something you really want, do it. But I, you know, at some point you're probably just gonna have to jump on getting a job somewhere and actually getting more experience and just getting into the the workforce. Um, it's kind of unfortunate, but yeah, you could definitely you know. The good point was the CEU point. If your job is going to pay for your CEUs, I can tell you those can add up really quick. You know, some of them are really cheap, but if you want to take specific cert programs, they can be thousands of dollars. And if your work's going to pay for that, you kind of got to look at that. That's part of my compensation. You know, I don't have to pay for that. You know, I don't have to pay two, three grand, you know, once a year to take this, I don't know, whatever course like wound care, pelvic health. That's all I can think of. That would might cost that Graston. much. Yeah. Graston. Yeah. I was about to say, Graston course is ridiculous. <laughs> we have one coming up that I might join in on and it's a uh, trigger point therapy without needles. Yeah. And, um, looking at that, the, it's just a one Saturday course, seven hours. But it's four hundred and fifty dollars, and they yeah. cover it. That's four hundred and fifty dollars yeah, awesome. right there. Can, can you can you bring a friend? No, sucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably will. And like that's the thing too. Is like technically, for example, um, I'm part time with them, and they don't really cover the CE or CE uh, CEU courses. However, though, they're kind of like, well, we need you to take them. It only benefits us if your skills get better. They're like, we'll make it work. If you see a course you want, just let us know and we'll, we'll make it work. And so, um, you know, sometimes you get things like that come along too that might not be financially an advantage, but like up front, but in the long run, it could save you some money and you can invest in yourself and your skills and that if you do move on you can ask for it kind of later on too so um yeah i mean the ceu things definitely like ask that at any job interview whether you're new crowd or you're 10 years in something like that because having that stuff paid for is that's awesome if you can get it i know my my job currently does do that and they pay for a lot of really expensive stuff i'm very <laughs> grateful for that um but yeah, asking that interview would be great because you are investing in yourself. They're, the company is actually investing in you a little bit mm -hmm. because if you turn around and you leave that company and they just paid for, let's say, $10,000 worth of, you know, continuing education over, you know, let's say a course of like three to five years, like you take that knowledge to the next place. Like it's a good thing to have. Yep. Yeah, it's it's worth it in the long run if you can make it uh, beneficial. Now, I will say watch out um, when you're signing up with a company. Uh, our old company said they pay for CEUs, but I will tell you this. They were definitely more stringent on some of the courses, and they would not pay for those expensive courses. They put a portion in. 
So I would definitely ask, like, if you're talking about CEUs, hey, are you guys talking about, you know, how much do you usually allot? Will you guys cover courses like Graston or, you know, the McKenzie or, you know, what kind of courses will you usually cover? Those are all questions to be aware of, and I would ask in an interview, too. So. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, some of the times, or I would say the majority of the times, to be honest, um, if for me, I've had courses that I've wanted to take and I will have to advocate why this is going to be beneficial to the hospital because, you know, they're paying for me to take something. It's not like I'm, you know, I want to go on this course because it's in this city or something like that. I've never been to that city. They want to know why I'm taking this course and how it's going to benefit the patients. So that's a good point. They might not pay for certain stuff that you want to take. Yeah. So uh, I'd be aware of that, but yeah. Yeah. I say the other thing for the, the majority of other people that are new grads, um, you know, your years of service are going to kind of dictate maybe getting a higher pay you know it's usually I had it categorized as like you know zero to three years three to five years five to seven years seven to ten years ten plus years they're they're all gonna be able to negotiate probably a little bit higher because they know that you've been in the game longer um you probably have way more knowledge and you need less supervision so you're just gonna hit be able to hit the floor running you know um, yeah, it's definitely something Laura ran into when she first got hired at her job. She yeah. was saying, like, when she first got, well, when you first got hired, like, if she was a new grad, it would have been so much harder to learn, but she actually was able to kind of hit the ground running easier because of her experience. Yeah. So you're right, like, experience does go a long way, and sometimes yeah. you just have to put in the time before you're able to advocate on that end of things. Yeah, yeah that's that, something I brought up with them on the, my 60 days. I was like, you guys are lucky I was in the grant. I was like, I hadn't even seen you guys treat, and you guys gave me a patient. Uh, so I had no clue how even the system worked. I was like, so this experience does pay off. Um, and I will say for new grads, don't come in expecting to get paid as an experienced yeah, um, PTA. It, it's not yeah. fair for us who have been in the field for a time. Um, and it's, I think, setting also an unrealistic expectation because even you could be great. I'm not saying that you're, you're bad or you need to be babied or anything like that. I'm not saying any of that, but there is just a, a thing that we've kind of have for being in the field for so long that you just don't get until you put the time in. Um, and so that is something to, to be aware of that you coming in as a new grad, that you will not have until you've got more time under your belt. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it <laughs> makes, it makes sense. And you know, for all those other people that aren't new grads, you know, did you hold leadership roles at your position? <laughs> you know, were you a director of rehab or a assistant director of rehab, or did you hold some other type of leadership role that can be related that might warrant you to have a couple more dollars? Um, I don't particularly believe in this, but, you know, the APTA, the advanced proficiency pathways, like, that's going to make you stand out if you have that and you can advocate why, hey, look, you know, I have advanced uh, proficiency pathway in X, Y, or Z, so, you know, I can really treat these patient population 
um, very efficiently. So, you know, that might warrant something more there. Um, and do you feel like that's an easy way to make yourself stand out? Yeah, it doesn't it, cost it is. too much as long as you're a member. No. So. Um, you know, and then the other thing is, again, do you have higher education than just the PTA degree? You know? Yeah, do you have the EU cert- certification. Yeah. Yep. Do you have wound care, pelvic floor? Do you have even things like ACLS or PALS, you know, telemetry, ECG, EKG, like interpretation, stuff like that, that you can take through the American Heart Association? Like, do you have some of that stuff that they'll be like, you know, if if you're working in acute care, obviously that's going to be more of a thing, but it, it will make you stand out and they don't have yeah. to train you on that. They might uh, even reimburse you for that. Do you, you know, on top of that, have you been an instructor, you know, have mm-hmm. you taken on students? Have you done mentorships? You know, um, it tells, it tells the employer that you're willing to learn and you're willing to lead. Um, I think that's a lot of the places that could make you stand out. Yeah. No. And I would just say, Oh, sorry. Just on, if you're older in the fields, check, we talked about checking what the average is, check the average. Cause you might now be below the average and Mm -hmm. positioning yourself, honestly, for a race. I didn't, it was funny because when I was getting into the field, my mom is a PTA and we were talking about it and come to find out, I was like, mom, what do you get paid? And she told me, I was like, mom, you're like, eight dollars below the average and you've been in this field for you know 20 30 plus years practically it feels like you're getting way underpaid and she did she went back to work and said here's the average i've been working for you guys at least with that company she'd been working 12 years with that company alone and was like i've been working with you guys for 12 years this is what we're getting paid both her and her boss got raises because i was like you guys are working below the average so check out your area and see if you are, you know. That is absolutely easy. good. It's a good point. It really is, especially with inflation. Inflation, excuse me, inflation's never going to be a reason why somebody's going to give you a raise. Yeah. But if you are, or if you are drastically underpaid, they either need to bring you up to what the average is, or you just honestly you need to leave and find a different job where they're going to hire you for what you're actually worth. Um, I actually did have that down as like you know. Uh, do you, does your company offer raises annually or is there a six months review that would be more for like a maybe a new grad but it's just like is there a six month review is there a yearly review do you guys mm-hmm. you know you know three percent each year like that's the cost of living goes up like do you guys follow that standard do we just always get a raise yearly even if yeah. it just brings you up to the you know the average but that that's unfortunate that that happened to your mom and that's good that you guys caught that because that really that's that's horrible i yeah i i can chuckle luckily both me and my mom don't do this job to for the pay um Mm -hmm. we're both fortunate in that area that we just love what we do um but it was really funny that she went back to her pt also her pt was also underpaid and they looked it up and i was like well they had me look it up because they're like you're better at this and i was like yeah her name was Debbie. I was like, Debbie, you're getting like nothing for a PT. And yeah. so she went back and she negotiated it and got even a higher raise. And they even gave them, I think, both a bonus at the time for compensating. You know, it's not going to compensate for as many years as they were behind in their pay. But 
Yeah. They definitely got a little. So something. Yeah. Yeah. Advocate, like you said, advocate for yourself on that. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, any of us go into this career field to, you know, make, you know, a a ton of money, right? We want to help people. That's why we're here. At the same time, you know, we do have to, you know, be compensated because Mm -hmm. it is a sign of how much we are valued as employees. So if they're, you know, when I graduated in 2012, so 13, when I started practicing, I knew some amazing uh, ortho clinics that were like top notch, but they were paying PTAs like $12 an hour. And I was like, that's a freaking slap in the face. Like, you know, 2013, like that's. Yeah, I'm gonna go not to say anything about people that flip burgers or anything, but like it's, it's a little I less stress. Get, like I can yeah, go do that. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go do that and you know, why did I go and spend two grueling like years to learn stuff, all yeah. this stuff? Is you gotta it is a reflection of how much somebody values you and if they don't, like it's gonna reflect in your pay. You know, we at the end of the day, we just want to treat our patients, you know, and help them. At the same time, though, we need to be need to be respected. And we need to get paid what we're worth. No, I agree one hundred percent. Any what kind of what Laura was kind of saying earlier too. Um, so her job does annual raises. Mm-hmm. Any advice on people who are in a position where they don't do annual raises? Like, how would they approach, like their boss or whoever it is like hey i haven't received a raise in like two years do you recommend like taking those ceus before or knowing what the problems are and being like hey i'll solve these issues for a raise or just kind of going in and seeing what they say i i would say that if you're ever gonna ask for a raise it's always gonna be what more can i do to add to the company because nobody's just gonna give you a raise for just to give you a raise unless literally it's the cost of living goes up so there's that but if you want like a specific raise over that you're gonna have to go in there kind of knowing what you're getting yourself into like hey we got a problem that and let's say you're working in a hospital you know the the long-term care patients are slipping below the you know the av- the average like mobility or functional mobility Um, I'll come up with a protocol or a policy that helps, you know, these patients get screened every week or bi-weekly or something. You need to, you need to come up with something that is going to add value and they'll be like, oh, I never thought about that. That'd be great. You're taking on these extra response, uh, responsibility. So, you know, that does warrant, you know, X amount of money more. So it it is, you have to offer them something that's never going to be like, Oh yeah, here's you know here's five dollar raise, you know for no reason. Right. So you have to be willing to you know knowledge and what. Uh, sorry, I'm at loss for words here. But like knowledge and what how that knowledge can be applied to justify your worth. Yeah, justify your worth. That it, it's going to be important to have that conversation. Yeah. And also just be patient too. Yeah. 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 Be patient, put in your time and eventually it will come. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point in my career, I don't think PTs or PTAs should be <laughs> paid anything lower than $35 an hour. I honestly don't like I just, 
Yeah, the amount the of the, the school <laughs> or the this the schooling that we all have to have, like it it just needs to be a higher standard. And I think, you know, what you guys are doing here to get communication and word out, you know, somebody might hear that number and be like, Yeah, that's just out, outrageous. I don't think it's outrageous. I think we as, you know, ETAs or even PTs, we set the tone for what we want to accept. So if we keep accepting lower wages, you know, unfortunately, these employer these employers are going to find somebody that's just going to want to work, just to work. They'll find the new class that comes through the grad graduation program and uh, mm. they'll just hire somebody because somebody just wants a job. Yeah. Like, that's the reality of it. I, I wish I will, it was different. I will say I feel like we're not going to get properly paid the amount we are until we honestly get control of this battle with insurances though and getting justified paid by the insurances too because like sure. we could we could also say like we want 35 dollars an hour mm -hmm. no matter what but if a company can't even get reimbursed 35 dollars an hour for a treatment then there there's no way they can afford that like if even if they yeah. want to give it to us so i feel like there's two two battlefronts on it a we need to just absolutely stop stop taking um you know these very low end um payments but at the same time i do think we need to fight and battle for our justification of worth um within you know insurances medicare is a big one you know we just got cut mm -hmm. medicare of how much we get reimbursed like mm -hmm. they see us as little which you know what I don't agree with it. I see their justifications. PAs, it's the exact same thing. Um, but mm -hmm. if they're going to do that, overall, our, our amount needs to be set higher. Um, yeah. So there, I think that's the big thing, too, of just, like, we, we need to fight as a whole to get reimbursed what we're deserved to. And... Um, you know, I think they, they are battling that. That's um, when we talked to Macy, there was, we discussed that a little bit off camera um, because it just didn't come up. That's something that they're always, they are trying to work on. It's just, it's a battle. That's exactly what it is. No company yeah, wants to pay take more. some time. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely the, the clinical side of things and then there's the politic and yeah. policy side of things. And it's, it's really unfortunate. And it, it's like you said, you know, that, we have to be supportive of the APTA, you know. I, mm -hmm. I understand that, too. For a long time, I wasn't a member just because of, like, I didn't see the point of it. But the reality, the older I get, this like, my mind changes about that. It's, like, it's unfortunate that we have to get involved in politics. But if we want to see something change in our community, our career, right, we're going to yeah. have to, unfortunately, get involved and this is also where you know making sure that our knowledge and skills are actually properly represented you know mm -hmm. we're not just going to you, we're going to all have crappy days where we're going to go to work we're going to punch the clock and we're just going to give the bare minimum but in reality like we need to be striving for to better our representation you know we don't we're not we're not attack we're not an aid we're very capable of treating and handling our own patients and our own caseloads. And we need to start acting like we're capable and we need to advocate, you know, we need to stick up for our stuff. And that comes with learning and knowledge, you yeah. know? 
Yeah, I think we're, we've just tracked so far behind in the political end of that. We did a horrible mm-hmm. si- way of marketing. And that's, you know, that was before, I think, any of our real time, our time. Um, we did not yeah. set, set ourselves up uh, to advance and justify our worth sometimes. But that's a whole other soapbox I can get yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, you know, it's the, it's the evolution and we're, we're making our own history right now by what you guys are doing. I'm sure this is going to impact, you know, 20 years from now where hopefully. we'll all look back and we'll be like, this is, that's what got us here to hopefully a better place. You know, that's what I would hope. That's what we're, that's yeah, what our goal we're, was. We're going to keep going. Chugging yep. along. Yep. <laughs> um, I think that I think we're, yeah, we're, our time is record breaking. Not really, but um, any other closing ideas, thoughts, opinions? No, I would always say, you know, if you're advocating for yourself, you know, for more money or worth, just have an open-ended conversation. Don't go in there and think you have the biggest ego, biggest head in the world that you know everything because we don't have some, you know, grace and compassion, but also like advocate for yourself where you can you can ask like, hey, this is where I can really help the company out or this is where I can help the patient population and hopefully, you know, doing so gets you a reflection of more compensation. And then on the topic of a plan of care, just again, know your worth, know what you're good at and then what you're not good at, get better at and just ask for help. You know, it's we're all team. We're part of the team. So don't feel bad if you don't know something and you know, if somebody else doesn't know something and you do know it, go teach them. I think a lot of that just comes down to communication. Yep. Um, I agree 100% what you just said. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing your what you can help with, what you can't help with, and just communicate that with everybody, whether it's your coworkers or your superiors, and to help with either the plan of care or with pay and everything. But you just need to speak up. Yep, yep, and with the plan of care, always stay up to date. Stay up to date with the research, protocols, all that stuff. They're always changing. Any thoughts, Laura? Um, always no. Changing. <laughs> That's pretty much it. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Happy congratulations um, a couple days early to your 10 years, Yeah. which is amazing. I'm sure we'll have you again because... We touched on that whole burnout thing, but we're going to want to probably talk about that a little bit more because not many people reach 10 years. But thank you so much for joining us, talking about the POC, talking about advocating for yourself. Um, Joe is in the Discord, so if anybody has any more questions for him or would like some advice, be sure to join the Discord. We'll have links in the description down below. Um, We also have our Instagram, YouTube. Be sure to follow all those for keeping up to date with what we're doing. And until then, we'll catch you in the next one. All right. Thank you for having me guys on. I always appreciate everything that you're doing. Thanks. And always, you're always welcome. And again, I'm sure this is not the last. So we will catch you guys all later. Bye. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only 
and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.